Hello, welcome back to yet another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Phil, Drew, Vinegar, but unfortunately there is no Kent this week. Uh, he overslept um, and has to really quickly pack his suitcase and get the hell out of the White House because there are new tenants. Anyway, on with the show. This week, friends, this week we've got an excellent episode, I think. It's the inauguration of Joe Biden. Of course, we are so thrilled with that, aren't we, team? Yes, we yes, are. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. The chaos is over. <laughs> it's time to move on. Did everyone else There's wake up begin. just a bit more peaceful this morning? Yeah, I was at peace, for sure. Um, well, see, then you had a wonderful day. Um, of course, we have to say goodbye to Donald Trump, the Don. Um, we've got some of our... See you, See you later. Ciao, ciao. We've got some of our favourite moments of his, our top five moments of the Don. Um, and then, of course, we'll discuss a little bit more about um, uh, the inauguration. Um, we've got our sick end of the week. Oh, sorry. Um, of course. Well, sick end of the week, of course, to get to. Um, and our what the quote. So, do stay tuned and stay with us. Stay tuned to Kent and the steering team. Now, right, Drew? Always. Begin. Commence, commence for us. What, 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 what do we want to tackle first? You think? We're going to tackle the departure of Trump. Now, it was an interesting morning because it almost felt like he was fleeing the scene as he took his airplane. Of course, mm-hmm. not his Trump plane, but Air Force One. Yes, for one final spin through the clouds mm. as he made his way to sunny Florida, Mar-a-Lago. Is it Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, Mar-a-Lago yeah, in Florida, where he can enjoy retirement on the links mm-hmm. and deliver one final presidential speech. Of course, of course. Now, um, it was interesting um, leading up to this. He was actually about half an hour late leaving the White House because, of course, he was. I um, mean, we could see the um, the staffers running out with some Louis Vuitton bags out to the chopper, a Marine One, before he got out there. Um, he then got out there onto Marine One. They took a nice little scenic flight around Washington, flying over all the historic landmarks, um, <laughs> before arriving at, at, at um, Andrew's Joint Base. And, uh, yeah, he gave his speech. He gave his fine speech. Um, he, little, he had a little goodbye and a little um, wave to the uh, reporters waiting outside um, the White House, of course, before he left there. But, yeah, he, um, he, he did have a fair bit to say in his speech as well. It was a short speech, completely ad-libbed. We were terrified it was going to be oh, I mean, venom. I mean, I'm just sorry... Did you expect anything else other than an ad lib? Yeah, I, I did actually. Normally, normally there's some level of he just goes off um, off was, the notes, there but was this no time, here, I'm, this I'm sure by this point even his speech writer quit and ran. Well, after the one he gave after January sixth, I mean, yeah. So uh, look, um, I just I just think it was interesting that this one, and we're all terrified watching it. We're like, man, the 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 fire is going to be breathing out of his mouth when he says this speech, and it was actually. Pretty tame for a, a, a Trump speech. Um, he, he left. He left behind the lies. He left behind the voter fraud, and he just got to the chow chow. <laughs> Bye. It he, almost he, he felt checked like, the boxes. It yeah. almost felt like a average speech from another president. Yeah. It didn't really feel like Trump, which is kind of good. I thought it was really weird that he thanked Pence after, like. Yeah. I think he knew he had to. I think Maybe. so. No, I, I think that I think that because they did do this speech was probably the most presidential speech he's given since his January sixth pre-recorded a pre-written speech for him. Yeah. Um, you know, pre-prepared speech. Um, in the sense that this one was very much something that you'd expect had there been a speech for the outgoing president at the inauguration. Hmm. Um, this would have been something that he would have said. It was actually quite a dignified sort of speech in a way. I wish the the next. Um, um, uh, administration. administration well and they're going to do great you know they're going to have great success I believe they will um, thanking um, Pence of course who who he got on so terribly with at the end there yeah. um, yet still thanked him so he kind of came around at the end it's a bit and weird. he ended it on a very lovely note have, have a, a good, good life. life we'll see you soon what does that mean so obviously what's interesting is everyone assumed that today Trump's um Trump's last thing would be the launching of the 2024 election run, but he didn't. He just said goodbye. And that's the other thing that I thought was going to be 
said in this speech, and it wasn't. Well, here's the thing. He can't really say if he's going to run in 2024 right now because... He is impeached. He's impeached. And, and that trial hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah, and until the trial happens, it doesn't really thing mm. like... Um, I thought what was interesting as well about the speech, so so there was some quintessential Trump in there as well, and that was that um, one of the CNN reporters actually pointed out straight after the speech, basically talking about how, despite the fact that the speech was somewhat dignified for Trump, he did also manage to go and talk all about himself and make the whole thing about himself. Oh, yeah. um, his first call was to thank his family. Now, normally that would happen thanking the family who had to go along with this idea. Instead, Trump had his entire family working with him, so he was thanking his family for the work that they did rather than thank you for putting up with me being president. <laughs> so it was just a bit, I th- found I think a little bit, a bit weird. not appropriate for him to thank them when it should be the nation that thanks them, not for know. someone I, doing I work. I feel like that's true to form for him functioning, I, 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 functioning I agree. as a businessman. I agree, that is, that is true. Um, I think that my hi- absolute highlight, though, of the entire thing was, and I played this for you guys just before, was the the when he when he was on Air Force One and it was rolling away and he was finally leaving, finally saying goodbye to um, being the president aboard that flight. Um, the song "My Way" was playing and it was just wrapping up, just getting to the end of it. Obviously, he plays his normal kind of campaign trail um, playlist, and this song was playing at the time. And almost like the end of a movie, you know. Um, the song My Way wrapped up and ended in such a calm and dramatic fashion as it does, just as the flight powered down, or the plane powered down the runway and then started taking off. And it was just like a, he's on there and you're saying goodbye to him and off he goes to start his new life. That is the CNN symbolic. footage. Yeah. And it was so symbolic. But the CNN footage was, it was just the, it wasn't them playing it. They were just picking up the audio from Joint Base Andrews. Oh, so that's what Trump no, wanted that to was, say. That was playing. That was what was that was, there. that was Trump. That makes it yeah. even more special. That was Trump's. <laughs> so, so he walked off the stage to YMCA. Then there were several other ones. I think he yep. had the song. Um, he always has Gloria. He had Gloria playing as the helicopter arrived. Um, Don't stop believing played um, as well. Uh, and then, yeah, then this song was playing as the plane was taxiing. You can't really get that shit. You know, you don't know how long the plane's going to taxi for. That, that's pretty impressive, though. Yeah, the fact that it just went. I did it my way. Run off goes the plane. It was Into perfect. The sky. It if, was if, perfect. I, I was saying to you earlier, if they did a movie about Trump's presidency, just use the footage. Yeah, just yeah. use that footage, and that's what you do as the ending because that's perfect. Absolutely. But um, just back to his speech quickly. I absolutely love the fact that um, Ivanka was bawling her eyes out, and uh, I want. I wish. But while all of that was happening, Melania was gleeful. Like, she was so happy it was over. And I just have this picture of her on the plane flying away. Donnie is looking out the window mournfully like, well, that's <laughs> over. And Melania is, like, drinking champagne, popping bottles, and Ivanka's in her limo driving away, bawling her eyes out. She's like, I will never be in this office again. I can imagine. Well, I think Don and Eric, Don Jr. and Eric were also just a little bit, not not crying, but they looked a little bit, Upset about all, yeah, mournful. Um, Jared Kushner looked like the smug piece of shit that he is, with absolutely no character to him at all. Um, so yeah, it was just just interesting to watch them all. Um, but just Melania there. was laughing. Melania I've was never laughing. Seen her laugh before, and she she was forced to do a speech because the crowd there of about four hundred people were, were like, oh yeah, Melania, Melania, and then they're like, he was like, you know what, yeah, go on, go on, have a speech, go go say something, and she was like, wow, what's a beautiful, how beautiful. I want to thank you. God bless. Goodbye. And that's it. And she walked off. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, brilliant. Couldn't say it better myself. It's like, yeah. What did she could. say? Basically that. It's beautiful. Basically, beautiful. Basically that. So she didn't have much to say. At least hers was a little more genuine. Yeah, I think so. Oh, she just, I look, I, I look, I think that she's probably one of the worst first ladies, but I also think that she didn't sign up she, for the job. I think she's also one of the first ladies who had the most to put up with. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how bad I feel for it. She just wanted a fucking sugar daddy, and now she got this. Like, oh, my God. Imagine that. I get to sit by the pool. Oh, now i got a bloody... I have to come up with some sort oh. of charity? Yeah. What? I get to host tea parties? You mean state dinners. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, I think what was also interesting was the fact that he... It, it almost in stark contrast to how he began his presidency, where he was almost refusing to fly on Air Force One. Mm. This time, he left the inauguration. In fact, didn't he didn't want to attend it. 
And we all think now it's because he, we know that had he stayed around for the inauguration, one, he would have had to have been a good sport, but two, um, he would have had to have asked permission from the Bidens to use Air Force One or the plane, which is called Air Force One when the president is on it. Um, yeah, asking them for, for, for permission to use it to fly him to Mar-a-Lago. And it wouldn't be called Air Force One if he's flying it as a former president, because it's not called that if the president is not on board. So we think that it was just one last show to have them salute to him, him have the flight that's for him. It's Air Force One. It's Marine One. We think it's all about that, which is so, interesting. So the tradition is mm-hmm. that at the new inauguration, after the speeches are made, the new president is signed in. The previous president goes up to the new president and asks mm-hmm. to use it one last time to get to their destination. Yep. And I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that he did not want to face Biden. Well, he never yeah. mentioned Biden, even in his quite diplomatic, dignified he speech. St- he still right. didn't he mention administration. Yeah, he still yeah. didn't mention them. Um, even giving credit, you know, to the next administration. Also, simply the fact that he needed to get to Florida before. Yes. <laughs> yes, he needed to land before, otherwise the call sign would have been changed before the inauguration happened. Well, not just that. If he, I, I'm pretty sure that half of the country want to arrest him, that would, except yeah. for Florida. Yes, so, so get there he quickly. needed to run because as soon as mm. as soon as Biden swears in, he no longer has his presidential pardon. Yeah. What's very, what's also very interesting, going to this idea of um, the uh, the pardons list, um, because of the second impeachment means that Trump couldn't give his final impeachments, which were preemptive impeachments of his daughter and sons, Jared Kushner, all his friends. What was he? Impeachments. Impeachments. Sorry. Pardons to all these people because of the impeachment. He couldn't give himself one either because of the impeachment. So he could no longer give himself that right. Um, I think what's... So that's why they were crying. It wasn't because they were leaving. No, it's because they didn't get pardons, preemptive pardons. Um, what's also interesting is, so, so on the last day of, um, presidency, normally they release a list of kind of people that they've pardoned. Yeah. Um, one last list. There were like, I think there were 76 people on, um, the list, including people like, um, Steve Bannon, who was his former campaign manager, who got in massive strife for a whole bunch of things. It was disgraceful. Um, stealing money from, um, campaign funds, essentially. Um, and Lil Wayne as well, the rapper, he was also pardoned. Because he's a massive Trump supporter, but he was done in on charges of having guns while he was on probation. Well, there you go. See, what I think was most interesting, I don't know if you guys heard about this. I read about it, you know, just before we hit record, which was um, someone who was expecting to get a pardon <laughs> was, I mean, and we remember this, was Joe Exotic. Do you remember how um, after Tiger King, yeah. Tiger King, someone in, asked Trump at an interview, hey, would you um, give... Joe Exotic, a Biden, uh, uh, a Biden, fuck's sake, Joe Biden, God damn. a pardon. Um, and he said, Haha, well, my son Don told me to watch it, so I guess I'll have to do it. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is that the his legal team, as in Joe Exotic's legal team, were so heavily reliant on a pardon happening because of the chances of him getting out of prison early are very slim. Because he's in there for 22 years because he tried to have... Um, a, a, it was basically for, for gun-for-hire charges around Carol Baskin um, and then animal wel- welfare things as well. But but the crazy thing is his legal team were so reliant on this happening and so certain that it was going to happen. Apparently, they had a limo waiting at the front of the jail <laughs> waiting for Joe Exotic to get the pardon so he could walk out the front door. And it didn't happen. You asked me, Drew, who I think is going to have to pay for that, or will they bill him? Yeah. And I can tell you, I reckon they absolutely will. <laughs> of course they would. I would. But I, I have this feeling, like, I know the article said Joe Exotic's legal team mm-hmm. hired this. But it's him. But probably. it was 100% him, and they were like, Joe, don't do this. And he was like, yeah. no, no. It'll happen. It'll happen. The president's a fan. Yep, didn't happen. So Relax Joe Exotic. show. Joe Exotic. <laughs> Why? Yeah, see, his son does. But it's the son that he doesn't care about. It's Don Jr. No, wait, that's Eric that he doesn't care about. I thought it was Baron. Oh, Baron and the daughter, the other daughter. I thought daughter. it was all of them. No, What's he wants... What's the other daughter's name? I always forget it. The one Tiffany. That he... Yeah, the one he doesn't want to have sex with. Um, that one. <laughs> I... That's something that he said, basically. Yep. Pretty much. I mean, no, Drew. They say that that's what he said. They say. There you go. I can get away with that. He, if say. he got away with being able to yeah. say they say, yeah. I can say they say. No, no, I didn't say. They no, say. they said it. So therefore, you can never come back and blame anything on me because they said it. So, um, as well as all of Trump's pardons, mm-hmm. which I think 
I think we could do a whole episode about all of 76 pardons because I've read some of the lists and it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh-huh. But let's talk about another list and that's our list, uh-huh. which is I think I should do our top five yes. of... Yes, our favourite tr- Trump presidential moments. Presidential and, and and I think that we need to start, because these are in no particular order, um, but I think the one we need to start with is is the lies, I think. The lies? The lies. Yeah. The reason I say that is because we, we're thinking about this and we, we've included a couple of things under the lies. Um, there's the well, bowling... Firstly, we had all of them as we were trying to figure out which one of the top moments we had. Yeah. And then we realised, no, they're all just perfect. Yeah, we need, we need to put an overarching kind of like title on this basically um and and the lies um we think the ones that are most significant and and therefore are not our favorite but 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 we think that the, the, they're the top moments the ones that qualify exactly um we had bowling green massacre which bianca you explained to me was basically um when they were shutting down the borders to muslims yep um their excuse was referencing this their excuse was referencing the bowling green massacre a However, massacre which never happened <laughs> Who said it first? Was it Kellyanne Conway? Kellyanne Conway and then Trump doubled down. Yeah. So yeah. basically, <laughs> bullshit to bullshit. Um, it's the reason of a massacre like this, which never happened, is the reason why we need to not allow Muslims in, which um, we'll get to a little bit more about that um, Muslim ban soon. Um, we had Clorox. Now, this is another one of those. It's a lie because... It's a lie for two reasons, this one. It's a lie because Trump said it and he did the whole they say that you should use disinfectant and you know insert you know jab it into your bloody bloodstream yep that's rubbish no one has ever said that trump just thought of it they decided say. to they, they say. say um so that's why the clorox one's on there because um what the fuck kind of logic is that that's just total ridiculousness he also said that it was a joke that he said that or he meant it sarcastically that was he when, he, when he absolutely Absolutely did not mean that because he meant it seriously. I think someone um, explained to him what sarcasm meant and then he was like, that was it. That's what I want to say. That's what that's I want to say. Um, and it is also on there because it's a they, they say, they're saying, that kind of thing, oh. which is another lie. It's um, In fact, we've written it down as they, they say, the they. The they's. Who which is, is they? Which is yeah. the they say this, they say that. They say I'm the best president. Who said that? Who the fuck ever said that? I don't they know. Say, they they say, say. They say I have great ratings. Who said you have great ratings? They say I have giant um, hands. And no one's, no one's ever said that. Um, <laughs> I, they, look, and I think what's interesting about the they thing is that um, the way it works is very interesting. Trump says they, therefore taking no ownership of it. Fox News then cuts out the they say part and just has the Trump said this. Trump then can then turn around and say, yeah, um, you know, it gets spread to all the masses. Trump can then say Fox News said this when really he told Fox News that he said this when really it's he said they said it. So therefore, all this mis- misinformation gets out there with absolutely no one taking any responsibility for this, the misinformation. So people continue to eat this up because no one's denying it or taking responsibility and saying, my mistake, I was wrong on this. It's a brilliant so it's just it It's just, a lie it's by an, omission. Yeah, it's an infinite quite loop. literally how QAnon started. Correct. Yeah. It's just an infinite loop of no one taking responsibility for some bullshit idea and therefore no one denounces it or shuts it down or says incorrect. So therefore it stays out there active as a live thing and people think it's real because it's come from a source that was a genuine source. It came from Fox News. No, didn't it came from Trump? No, didn't it came from, I, came from they? I love that Trump's thing was fake news, <laughs> and the amount of fake news he's perpetrated. Well, and the last point that we have here is Antifa. Now, yeah. if there is a fake news thing, if Trump, and that's why I think Trump secretly almost comes from the school of Boris Johnson, having <laughs> such little respect for yourself that you're willing to completely shit on your own reputation in order to get ahead. Yep. Um, in that Trump's come up with this idea of Antifa. Um, remember during the first debate with Biden and how he was told to denounce, yep. um, or, or I can't remember what the word is. Um, Proud Boys. Um, get rid of, or, or, you know, denounce Proud Boys and white, white supremacy and all those groups. Yep. Um, and Biden said, yeah, no, all of them. However, I also want to say that how dare the people on the left, Antifa. Antifa isn't a group. If you think Antifa is a group, you're a fucking idiot. Because Antifa literally means anti-fascism. It's a movement. Or anti-fascist. It's a movement in that if you like... Is Trump basically saying that he's a fascist? To define the difference between a group and a movement, 
a group has an organized group central <laughs> yeah. um system when we like in which people come together and organize things centrally and tifa is a movement because it has a lot of m- tiny little groups of people mm. that aren't coordinating with each other that have no idea what anyone else is doing mm. yep. it's just they're like well you know what um black lives matter are protesting we don't believe in fascism we're going to be there too it's mm. like it's the difference between saying the Catholics are, you know, going to church or, or the Catholics are walking down the street. Like, so a group of Catholics are walking down the street versus a group of Christians are walking down the street. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Christians... Are the movement. I mean, technically, Christians have an organization, but... But Christians are the movement. Christians Catholics are the, movie, are the Catholics group. Catholics are the group. And, and to say that, again, if you're if you're fighting anti Antifa, it means you're in favor of fascism. Now, who was the last real kind of heavyweight fascist that we had as a leader around the world. <laughs> Adolf something? Hitler? Yeah, yeah, the Austrian boy. So <laughs> I just I just I just question why, why? It, he obviously heard it once and went, that is um, it sounds like a Muslim word, so therefore let's just say it because then that makes the left sound like they're Muslims and white supremacists hate Muslims. So there we go. That's the way I view I think that he thought of it. Mm. Um, you know, he thinks of it as like Mustafa or something. ISIS. <laughs> Antifa. You know, it's up there. So Same therefore deal. we hate it. Kafifi. Kafifi. There you go. And that moves us straight on to the next one that we absolutely love. This isn't uh, a lie. This is a word. This is one of our, uh, the second of our top five Trump presidential moments. Kafefe. One of the greatest made up words of our time. Absolutely it was. And I still have no understanding about what the hell it meant. I'm so confused if there was a deeper meaning to it or if it was literally a typo. And I believe it was a typo, but I can't help I but think, he, think I there think was more to it. Correct off. So he had what does it mean? his autocorrect turned off, obviously, and Kafefe was a part of a bigger tweet tweet. tweet. Um he said despite the constant negative press, Kafefe, and that was the tweet. There was nothing after that. It was like, <laughs> and I, I, I know exactly what happened. He wrote Kafefe. As he was typing, he looked down and he's like, oh, I've misspelled that. And he went to go press back and, you, and he pressed right. send. And that was it. That was Absolutely. the tweet. And that happened. And what do you reckon he was ty- trying to write? I think someone actually, there was something that was happened about it. And I think he was trying to write conference. Kafefe. Um, the negative or, or coverage, because despite the constant next nev- negative press, con- co- I think there was something on like the White mm. House. Coverage makes coverage. sense. <laughs> so, so we love that because it's just such a Trumpism just to say something. What the fuck does that mean? But it, it's like the time when he kept calling um, paradise pleasure. Which yeah. I love. It's one of my favorite moments. Um, last week tonight with John Oliver showed that clip so many times, and it's just so brilliant <laughs> watching him stand there and be like, "So, so um, Paradise is a little town in um, California that was ravaged by the Californian wildfires a couple of years ago." Yep. And there was Trump trying to be the president, you know, looking all smarmy, and you know, here I am, I'm, I'm here to help the people, kind of thing. Very ScoMo-like, so basically. No, he had a USA hat on, a black one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Very weirdly fitting on his head. He shouldn't wear hats. I don't know why someone told him to wear hats with suits. But anyway. Um, because it covers up the town line. I guess so. True. <laughs> um, so there he was. And he was talking about it. And he was like, um, you know, um, here we are. You know, I've seen all the damage here in um, in Pleasure. Oh, man. And what, what a name. What a, what a name for this place. Paradise. You know? yeah, and, yeah. And here we are. Um, and, and Pleasure is. Paradise. A, a, a paradise. Yeah. We're in Paradise. <laughs> And it's like, oh. That was my favorite part, how there was like three guys who all just went. Paradise. 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 And several times through, paradise. Paradise. Stop saying pleasure. (laughs) Um, And then then I guess it's not really a word kind of fuck up, but it's a Trumpism. Um, And that is the drinking of the water. Oh, the mouth. Remember, remember the, with the little Fiji bottle of water? And he, and he lifted, he weirdly, he was talking. He looked away, looked, stared off into the distance, unscrewed the lid kind of held the lid in one hand um, and then held the bottle with two hands and then <laughs> like like you know the you know the bird that like that you put in your desk that like that drinks the water yes. like it just kind of like bobs back and forth yeah. that thing it he just drunk like that like he just weirdly like tipped the bottle down his like into his mouth down the gullet and then just back down again just it's just such a satisfyingly 
odd way of drinking water, and I absolutely love it. Look, he could have had a Botox injection that morning, and it was the only way to get the fluids down. Maybe. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but I just think Kefefe, the paradise, it's just all of Trump doing oh. things that you just look at it and you're like, that's wrong. <laughs> you it just want to sit there and go, don't be dumb. <laughs> but he does it and he gets away with it. Um, I think that one, a really fitting kind of summary, uh, summation of all of these, um, of the Trumpisms and everything like that, yeah. um, came about in the Jonathan Swan interview on um, Axios. Um, Jonathan Swan, if you don't know, is an Australian um, American, Australian born American, um, I believe. Who um, I think he's just an Australian who moved to America. Okay, Australian-born yeah. resident in America, living in America. Yeah. Yeah. Working holiday visa, American, <laughs> Australian. Um, he um, he somehow has found his way into being um, being one of the kind of most privileged people I think in the White House. In that Trump not trusted him, but but fed him bits of information. A lot of the time, if if kind of breaking news or something would come out from the White House. It would come through Jonathan Swan. Mm. Um, he was given like the bits of information, and everything, and and if you all remember that that fantastic, we did an episode on it um, not long ago, um, on the interview because it was just so telling with how delusional and scatterbrained Trump is, and the things that he was saying, and and Jonathan Swan became a meme basically because of his kind of puzzled, yeah. shocked kind of expression, looking at Trump and trying to understand what he's doing. When he hands him the papers. When he hands him the papers, the he's numbers. so confused by the papers. These are the numbers. And and, and you know, uh, you know, we're. we're um, we're, we're better than we're better than the world, and and no, Jonathan Swan repeating it. We're coming, you know, Jonathan Swan like you're coming last. He goes, yeah, we're coming last. That's good. It means we're the best. And and he's like the best, and he's like, yeah, we're better than the world. Better than the world. What what does that mean? And it's just just Jonathan Swan's like shocked puzzledness, the complete but, and utter confusion. Yeah, but what I appreciate is the fact that the interview kept going and going and going, and Trump didn't. Um, he lost his cool, but he didn't just tell him to fuck off or walk out. He stayed for the interview because clearly he respects Jonathan Swan. So therefore, he stayed yeah. enough for us to be able to get a real insight into how delusional he is and how much he's missing the point of so many things. And that's why I think this interview was such a telling point, you know, towards the end of his presidency, to get a look back at the things which were most important, which was um, in the last couple of years, Black Lives Matter um, movement, um, uh, COVID, obviously. Um, postal the, voting. Uh, postal voting. Just, just issues that were just seriously delusional kind of takes from a president. It was just so interesting to get that insight, and that's why I think it was one of my favourite moments. On the flip side of it all, he could be the greatest president because he has united those states of America as the common enemy. <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. He brought that he's, country he's together. He's given them something to fight. He's given them something to, like, fight for. Yeah. Basically, yes. Um, it's a very good point. What about the wall? Um, <laughs> so before, what happened? Well, I think it's an interesting, interesting one. Um, I think that the wall, Bianca, was one of the points. Drew and I mentioned this on the. We were on the podcast back then, was it? Yeah, yeah, we had the podcast yeah. back then. Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay, we had the podcast back then, and I remember saying to you, Drew, Trump will be. Um, I also said it on Facebook. Um, if I didn't say it on the podcast, I said it on Facebook. We had a discussion about it anyway. Um, Trump will be judged because he said he's not a politician. He's a businessman. He's going to treat the US like a business. Yeah. Unfortunately, he treated it like one of his businesses, so it failed. Um, <laughs> but he... But, but he, but so Yeah, he, it's true, though. But um, So he said he was going to treat it like a business. And I said, you know what? I absolutely think that he is the wrong man for the job, and I think that he's going to do a terrible job. Yep. But fuck it. You know what? Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. You said you're going to build a wall. I think that's the stupidest, dumbest thing ever. But if you said that you're not a politician, it means but it's going to get done. My dumb. God, we Let's wanted see to see it happen just to see him do it. Do it. I, I think the wall. I think the most interesting thing about the wall is the amount of lies he built to get it. Mexico is going to pay for it. Mexico's what the fuck going to pay. Mexico's going to pay for it. He's going to start it straight away. You know, it's going um, to be so tall and all that. And then they didn't have a design for it. And do you remember they held that competition? Yep. Yes. And the company that won it was actually someone that supported Trump, um, Trump's cause and donated. Um, the company that then got the money, there was another fund for the wall. And then that wall fund ended up being, it had like tele, um, telethons and everything like that to, do, to get money for the wall. Um, and and all that all money was um, squandered and used... Uh, privately for a yacht and then oh my god i didn't know about the yacht yep that's where those people went to jail 
Oh, yeah, that's very sense. Um, no, but I was going to say, do you remember they um, took all the land off of Trump voters uh-huh. to build the wall? Because they yeah. needed the land to like, do it. I, but I voted for you. Yes, thanks. Have, we'll have that land, thank you. I said I'm going to build a wall. Um, the wall also was um, falling apart. It's falling apart already. Part yeah. of the wall is falling down. Um, they also got climbers in, um, some that were professional, some that weren't, to have a go at climbing the wall, and they did it easily. I think you can uh, also get a skinny kid through there. Yep, the concrete's starting to split at the bottom of it. The foundations are falling apart. They've built, um, I think it was something ridiculous. Now, don't quote me on this, but it's something like 40 or less new miles of wall that has been built. So not including wall that was pre-existing with already some sort of fence there, which they've um, just change the wall on um something like 40 miles of new wall which means that there is fuck all wall in the like thousand mile border i also think it's very interesting that they have spent a shit ton of money on this wall they've spent american money on this wall Mm -hmm. and trump's main promise was that the wall would be done within a year and it's and today biden the new president shut that shit shit down down. (laughs) it's not done yet so like i I don't know what to say about that wall, but fuck me, that wall it, it was a disaster. It was such a big election promise. Mm. Like, it was half of his campaign. Yeah, he hinged mm. so much on it. If you remember the debates with Hillary, mm. it was so much of the We're going to build a wall. We're going to build the wall. We're gonna, it's going to be a great wall. It's going to be huge. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be a magnificent wall. It's going to be a Trump wall. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. It comes back to the lies, so, you know. It's just, and, big and, and beautiful. And it's so beautiful. much. And I, stum- I sometimes wonder when I see those people who... A massive Trump supporters. What do they think about this shit? Yeah, what did they... Well, there's a Reddit for that. There's a Reddit, um, Ask Trump, Trump supporter. So we should probably go and ask them on there. We probably should. Yeah. Um, um, the last thing about... Uh, tr- the last top five moment is um, two moments, but it's one moment because it's impeachment part one and two. Absolutely, it's two moments. The sequel we didn't think we'd get, the first, but we're so the, happy the we first one, The first one was basically Trump leading the fifth the whole way through, which was essentially... Yeah. I can't say anything because I'll incriminate myself. Same reason why he would say no to all the witnesses that were able to talk about him and um, basically prove the the point of the impeachment, um, which would have gotten him removed. Instead, he removed all witnesses um, because he felt like they were going to, they were going to basically be against him. Kind of the point of a witness. If you're bringing a witness, it's not, well, not so that it can be be against you, but, but basically if you have a witness and you don't like the information they have to tell, you're clearly guilty. If you don't like what they have to say, of course you don't want them to talk. So Trump removed all of them. The and court therefore, proceedings yeah. were so weird. That's just a joke. It's it, just such a, it was a, a long-winded joke. It was interesting because the few people that they actually had in there that managed to get through, mm. their evidence was so compelling, but it was missing the cincher. Yeah. yeah. And that's and the cincher was obviously the people that he, I, that he removed. Yeah. And, and what, I, what I hate about it is the fact that Trump used this as a, I was impeached, but I won. I won. You didn't win. You don't win if you cheat. It's like golf. Uh, Trump cheating at golf, which he used to do. Here's the thing. He is still impeached. He just wasn't convicted. Exactly. So The impeachment stands, though. The First president to be impeached twice. Because um, the second impeachment, obviously, was because of his absolutely disgraceful, um, disgraceful contribution to the fact that the, the um, Capitol Hill was you know, the victim of a terrorist attack, basically. All those people in there were victims of terrorist attacks. A white man, a white person, white supremacist, terrorist attack on the United States. And such gross things happened about his own party, like when they, you know, they they were threatening to hang Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of... Went along with it. His speech about guys, we should probably calm down, was so mundane. It was probably what what needed to be said. Yes. Oh, it was but- right up there with his comment in the debate about um, telling them to stand by instead of mm. yeah, stand, stand down, down, stand by. Oh. Um, but the like the 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 absolute mess of Capitol Hill was just. I, the, horrifying it, and true reason to be impeached the second time and obviously biden's not very impressed that he was impeached the second time because it's going to hold up the senate um despite the fact and we'll get to this in just a moment the fact that he was able to pass so many things on his first day anyway he's going to need the senate for some things yeah. but they will be held up in obviously as we mentioned earlier with trump unable to launch his 2024 campaign um if he wants to um he can't because there's a trial that needs to happen can that trial ha- still happen even if he's not there 
Uh, what, what are you talking about, Biden or Trumps? Trump. So Trumps. Trump. So, so the conviction is basically at this point. Because that's why Nancy get, Pelosi didn't yeah. didn't give him the piece of information. Because yeah. until you get convicted, you he can still technically run for president mm-hmm. again. The conviction the conviction is going to stop him from running for president again. Mm-hmm. But the other thing the conviction is going to do is that if he actually gets uh, found guilty of these crimes. Um, now don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure that he then can be trialed for jail time if it's this bad. Bring it on. Um, he's already... I, well, can't he's, they extradite him out of Florida as well? They might yeah. have to extradite him out of Florida because of yeah. his tax evasion in New York. Yeah. So the one thing about America is whilst you pay federal tax... You pay state tax. You pay state tax and that's mostly where Trump... Fucked up because and, and that's where we've heard about his tax. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So New York has filed all those papers. He's also doing the impeachment conviction. Yeah. Basically, I'm pretty sure they're just trying to jail him because they're just so pissed off at him. I, I think that's the point at this stage. Mm. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I mean, they're right in the guards of New York, but I think they're just trying. I think a lot of this is coming out of the fact that they're just so mad at him mm. for what they, he's done over the last four years, mm. which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. fucked the job. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, the, look, he can't get kicked out of presidency, obviously, but he can't. if he gets convicted, he can never run again. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, I think Bill Clinton had his second term, but if mm. it had been his first term, he would never have been able to run again. Mm. Um. But the other guy who got impeached couldn't run again. Uh, who was the other guy? I can't remember the other guy. Nixon? Yeah. No, Nixon no, wasn't he? impeached, was Not he? Nixon. Sorry. Was he impeached? I thought it was just he just resigned from office. I forgot who else got impeached. But um, the other guy couldn't run again. But, yeah. I, I mean, what are you going to do about it? It's mm. He's gone. I think on one hand it's slack for Biden because, again, it is holding up. Mm what he wants to do. And America is in such a critical time. It was Andrew Johnson. That's what it was. Okay. Andrew Johnson. Okay. Oh, that explains why he why didn't show up, up to the yes. inauguration. Yep. Of course. Which we were also talking about earlier. Because Trump is the uh, second president to not show up to inauguration. Correct. Speaking of inaugurations, though, Joe Biden had one today. He did yeah. indeed. Yes, he did. Um, yes. Took I- place in Capitol Hill where the riots took place. And what a, what a contrast it was. I've seen Such a side-by-side a image of um, Capitol Hill. It was um, two weeks to the day as well. Yeah, and, and I, they, they mentioned it throughout the kind of ceremony, um, talking about that and how um, how it was two weeks from the day um, or mm. to the day. And, and again, the contrast between what it looked like then versus what it looked like today. Um, and I think what was most amazing was just how kind of happy the mood was there. And now an inauguration tends to be a happy affair anyway. Um, lots of people there, lots of people from, from both parties kind of being like, today's the day that we It, it was rejoice. settled though. Everyone was at peace. Yeah, today it was a very, it felt different to me, this inauguration, because it did. It felt very... Um, after the dust settles. Yeah, you know, it's that, it's that, not the calm before the storm, it's the, it's the calmness after the storm. Yeah. You also have to remember, this is the first president, which I just re- remembered, this is the first president for a very long time in American history. I mean, recent history that the president hasn't sat a second term. Yeah. So not, not since George H. W. Right. Yeah. I think so, but that was the eighties. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, Clinton came along instead. Th- yeah. So not in our lifetime, at the very least, and we're almost thirty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty impact. Like, it's pretty impactful. Like, pretty big yeah. deal. I think it is. I think it is a very big deal. I He's also the oldest president. Yes, yeah, 78. 78. 78. So he'll be 82 at the end of his first term if he goes again. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but but let's... I, I, anyway, mm. let's talk about his inauguration first and then yeah. we'll... Yeah. Now, uh, I think that, yeah, so, so, so coming back to that point of like it being a very kind of nice affair, was it was really nice to have former presidents there, Obama, um, we had Clinton and we had George W. Bush there. Um and Biden mentioned in his speech, he, he, he mentioned he spoke to um, Carter as well, yep. President Carter. Who couldn't be um, there. Who couldn't be there, but he's doing really well and just was so thrilled with, the, with, with what happened and um, was excited for their future. And I absolutely agree. I mean, seeing delegates there from, from both parties, like I said, was, was wonderful. Obviously, there's Meme Lord himself, um, 
Bernie Sanders there. Um, <laughs> I think it was really nice. Now, now, I'm not a big fan of Mike Pence in the slightest. However, respect to him, he did show up when um, when he had the choice of going to Trump's farewell or going to the inauguration. Or just sitting he, the whole thing out. Yeah, he, he said, no, I'm absolutely going to be at the inauguration because that's what my duty is and that's what I have to do. I also think he's done a wonderful job at kind of steering the ship for the last two weeks while Trump's been causing shit in front of the ship. Um, so I think that, that Pence did a great job. He looked a little bit funny and out of place, though. But again, everyone was involved and very, everyone was having a great time. And uh, yeah. I'm so sorry, but because you said that, I just finally realized why the poop deck is out the back of the tri- the, the ship. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to shit out the front and then just be driving into shit all the day. Is that what the poop deck is, though? Yeah. Yeah, that's where they used to go off the back of the yep. boat and take a dump. What the hell? It, I thought it just was a funny name and it was like, oh, no, let's not be silly. It doesn't refer to poop. It refers to poop? Why is it called poop? Why isn't it called poo or feci- fecal deck? Well, they, weren't shut. Like, they, they used to just poop off the back. But the I'm, fact that it's poop. It's I'm not enjoying even... the fact that Bianca's taking us on the tangent but this the week. Fact Sorry. That, <laughs> fact, <laughs> but hang on. The fact that the I word... Know, after all my speeches about tangents. But the fact, this is amazing. But we have a meeting about this. The fact <laughs> that the word... The fact that the word isn't poo deck, it's poop deck. The fact someone settled on the word poop is <laughs> <laughs> just the best thing. I thought it was just something and it wasn't to be laughed at because, no, that's not what they mean. <laughs> I've always thought it was a funny name that wasn't okay. meant to be that. Okay, apparently it is. I had to look it up because I'm like, we have to settle this now. Oh, my God. Um, apparently it isn't that. Oh, thank fuck. But I'm like, I've got to make sure we're right on this. But essentially I know that they used to poop off the back of the ship and not out the front. But that makes sense because as... Poop. Trump was shitting out the front of the ship and yeah. Pence was trying to steer through the ship. Yeah. And he managed. He did. He did a somewhat pretty good job for vice president, which is normally a nothing role unless you're someone else. Um, yes. Well done, Michael <laughs> Pennis. Yeah, Pennis. Um, um, yeah, I, I think, oh, look, we, we all kind of acknowledge that it kind of felt like a rebirth. It's like a phoenix coming out of the ashes yeah. kind of thing. I very um, much enjoy watching George Bush and Michelle Obama interact on any occasion. They're good friends. They are yeah. very good friends. And, like, I just find it weird because they are a completely different side of politics, but they seem to get yeah. along swimmingly. Yeah. Well, Biden... Oh, sorry, Biden. Um, George Bush has almost mellowed since he was president. One, um, or yeah. mellowed significantly, I think. One of my favourite moments from all the viewings over, over the day today was mm. seeing... George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton having a conversation together about the inauguration. And it was a good five, ten minutes Mm. of them standing socially distanced together, Mm. talking about this new chapter that's beginning. Mm. And it was such a powerful, significant moment to see these three presidents come together like this. All with very different Mm. policies. Very, very different. And and that extends... Yeah, all yeah. dual terms. And it, those differences extend well past their political parties. Yes. I just have to say, George W. Bush is younger than Joe Biden. Yes. Yes, he is. He's 74. Is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, how old's Clinton? Oh, he was Clinton. looking old. Clinton's a lot younger. Hold on, I'll double check. But he was looking... He wasn't looking well. Oh, he's always looked a bit frail no, for a long time. Oh, it's, it's because Hillary never treated him right afterwards. I wouldn't treat him right either. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton, he is the ripe young age of, why is it so far down? Bill. 74. He's the same age oh, as same age. Bush. Bill. Well, there you go. Which means currently uh, Biden, mm. not Biden, um, Obama is the youngest living pres- president. Correct. Yep. He is. Um, yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, but, but I think that what was wonderful was that, that Biden's speech was all about kind of going forward as one and, and yeah, unity, the United States, let's be united. I will be the president for everyone. If you vote for me, if you didn't vote for me, I will be your president. Yeah. I'm going to do this for you. Um, you can judge me on what I do. Um, we're going to make sure that we lead by example. Um, you know, judge us on our example, not on what we say we're going to do, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like he was, he was very much and giving he, it a, and, and even then he, he said, and even if you still don't like me and it's you don't sure, like what I'm doing, fine. then that's, that's what we're about. This we're is about America. having our own opinions. This is America. Yeah. That's what we're about. So I think that he was, 
Yeah, very diplomatic. It was it was a great speech. Um, he is inheriting a divided country. Absolutely, he is. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I think that I, I'm not a fan of Biden, but I was compared to Trump. But I don't. I, I think he's probably actually the right man for the job because he's probably the most centralist person there is out there, versus someone like Sanders or Warren or Buttigieg or anything like that. So I hope that um, all those people that are Democrats that said, no, just come on, just just vote for Biden, just Look, do he's, it. he's the guy that won't rock the boat. Yeah, and that's what on I'm hoping for. I, I yeah. th- and that's what I think that we need for four years, and then um, four years or eight years if he wants to run again. I think it's his call. I think it would be a mistake for Kamala Harris to be given the nod to run for the next term if Biden chooses to be a one president, one-term president. But I, I just hope that we do get someone like Buttigieg or um, Warren for the next term or something like that. Let's Warren see what happens. I'm hoping for Warren. Yeah. I like Warren. I like Buttigieg. I'd love to see the first gay president. It'd be brilliant. That'd be cool. The first, it'd be the first um, first man, but not in the way that everyone thought it would happen, <laughs> which I think would be brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Which I think would be excellent. I think, yeah. Just actually to subvert it. That. Yeah, just to be, <laughs> yeah, we get a, or, or first dude as CNN referred to it as, which I think was really cool. Um, yeah, I think that, that the whole um, affair was really nice. And obviously, yeah, Biden didn't need the full speech because he had been vice president and walked out of there just four years earlier mm. um, on the previous tour. So I think that was really good. What's interesting, though, is that the Democrats now hold um, the Senate and the House. They also have, um, they had the president, the vice president and the House Speaker as well, which I think is interesting. I'll be very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, Well, well, I think they need to make an impact in the first two years because... Now, this is the part I find interesting. In America, unlike Australia, it is not compulsory to vote, Mm -hmm. and everyone went out in masses to vote in the last election because of the fact Mm -hmm. Trump was so... Divisive. Yeah, divisive. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he... he split people's opinions and people just wanted him out. Like, if, if you you'd either hated if you either liked him, loved him, or you hated him, and if you hated him, you wanted him out. Mm-hmm. So people went to the polls and voted. I wonder if that's going to continue because they do their Senate and all that in by... Yeah, by elections. By elections. Yeah. So they by have annually. two years with this team, essentially, in Congress and Senate, mm. where they both have the majority in both currently which is something that hasn't happened for a while. It happened in the mm-hmm. first um, first two years of Obama's presidency. Yep. They got a lot done mm-hmm. in which they rebooted the economy. Can they do the same and can they hold it? That's what I think is most critical. Um, what I think is almost sad is the fact that there seems to be this very real kind of divide of intelligence versus or educated versus uneducated. Um, in terms of who the parties were voting for. Mm. And um, I I would, what I think is interesting is that this whole idea of voter fraud and everything like that came about basically due to lack of education. But that's um, somewhat both parties' fault because education in America costs so much. Oh, 100%. And by, I, by doing that, they've essentially, mm. I mean, Republicans, for them it's great, but for the Democrats who have just gone along with it and mm. nodded and all oh, that, the, the, they screwed themselves yeah, the, over. The, absolutely, and I think that that's what I'm, I'm hoping to change under this. I hope that one thing that really gets tackled is education. Um, not so that the Democrats have more of a majority, but absolutely, definitely that too. Um, but also, just so we can weed out this idea of like, like hate-based politics, I think that's so ridiculous that it's a... You know, that, and that's what it really was, this election. It was 80 million of America wanted Biden to be president and 76 million of America wanted Trump to be president. And it was like that way because the smart people basically went, fuck this, we don't want this again. And the dumb people went, now we want Trump because fuck you and your, your intelligence, basically. So No, the correct terminology there is 80 million people just didn't want Trump as president again. Yes. Yeah, which is essentially the whole just vote for whoever you don't like. You, like some vote for whoever's going against the person you don't like. Yeah. yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Essentially. Yeah. Again, let's like if Manly play, you go for the other team. Always. Or Rabbitohs play, you go for the other team. Yeah. Um, can we quickly talk about our second of the week from last week? Yes. Yes, of course, Eugene Goodman. Eugene Goodman, who um we gave second of the week last week to for diverting the rioters into a into the arms of fellow officers, yes. basically, um, he he got promoted 
Woo! Well done, what a legend. He, he earned that. That's probably his second biggest kind of prize after Sick End of the Week. I yeah. think so. What's um, the title? Acting Deputy House Sergeant in Arms. Oh, that's a mouthful. Imagine that on a business card. Jesus. No idea what that means, but basically it's a promotion and he got to escort Kamala Harris to all of her duties today. I think that was excellent. I think he um, he absolutely deserved that. Like He deserved to be recognized for doing such a wonderful job. Because he did. Good. What a fast, mm. smart-thinking man. You know, and he got to escort Kamala Harris into her first um, Senate because the VP runs the Senate mm. and he escorted her in there and then she had to, the first thing she had to do was um, organize someone to take her place because she formally resigned and she had to state, state her own name. She's like, we need to discuss the appointment of a new senator for, I think it's Georgia or something, mm. uh, because of the resignation of Kamala Harris and then she kind of laughed and she's like, that was weird to say. Weird, yeah, but fantastic. That's fantastic, and fantastic <laughs> news for Eugene, who absolutely well deserved. Yeah, very what a, well. What deserved. a legend! Uh, no, I think that's fantastic. Um, which I guess should bring us to this week's sick Kent of the week, maybe. Indeed, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. um, some nominations, guys. Yes. Um. Okay. Well. <sighs> Um, my nomination is going to be the pilots that took the trash out, as in pilots of Air Force One, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> slinging over their arm that sack of, cr- uh, sack of crap back to Florida. And they did it um, their way. And did it their way. Yeah. Perfect timing. I mean, they took off at the right moment, right at the end yeah. there of my way. I wonder so if I think they had it brilliant. playing in their ears. I wonder if they That like, would have been great if they had it parked in. Imagine if they were like just rounding the corner, the last corner on the taxiway and being like, no, no, go, 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 go. So it's now. Go, 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 go. Floor it. Just go. <laughs> And they just started going. Quick, as we rehearsed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drew, do you have a nom-nom? I mean, we do have Bernie Sanders meme ward. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the man, said. the myth, have the you, meme. Have you guys seen any of the memes today? Which one's yes. your favourite? Oh, my God. Mine's, right. mine's the Kath and Kim one. Him sitting next. So there's the, <laughs> shot, there's, the, there's the shot of Kath sitting on the lawn smoking a cigarette in her pink fluffy... Jumper, and then right next to her is just Bernie Sanders, just seeing they all like cooped up. I, oh, that's great! I, I thought my favorite was him sitting on on Marty's chair in Fraser. Oh yeah, that one was. I, yeah, I enjoyed wonderful. that immensely, but I actually like the one where they tacked him on to the group of workmen sitting on the pole hanging over New York. That one was good. Special. I have a few favourites. My one, yes. one of my favourites was the Vance uh, Ryan Reynolds posted oh, uh, the one of um, Bernie sitting next to him in that scene from Deadpool from the first movie where he's sitting on the bridge and he's about to assassinate everyone. He's put Bernie next to him. And then I just saw, because Law and Order SVU is one of my favourite shows, and they had President Biden on their show mm-hmm. a couple of years ago to actually launch something that was happening in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been posting things of Biden all day, and then all of a sudden they posted a picture of Biden sitting in the squad with all the Law and Order SVU detectives, uh-huh. being like, we've got a new detective in the room. And <laughs> I, I really like that one, because he just blends into the background so perfectly. <laughs> he does. You can't even tell, no. like, he's not a part of the scene. It's just oh, so good. <laughs> just sitting there with his blue That's mask fantastic. on. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, oh, also, quickly, before we go, yes. continue... I read this funny tweet today where, you know Rosario Dawson? Yes. She's dating uh, one of the senators, Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading something about uh, Bernie Sanders arriving to um, the inauguration mm-hmm. and Cory Booker arrived with his girlfriend, Rosario Dawson. But the way that the paragraph was set out on my phone I skipped over the second sentence, which said Cory Booker, oh, no. and went to Rosario Dawson. And all I read was, Bernie Sanders arrives with girlfriend Rosario Dawson. Is Bernie and- Sanders married? I don't know. But I was I just know. flipping. I'm like, how the hell did he bag Rosario Dawson for most of the morning? Because he's a legend. Uh, but my nomination for the Sick Kent of the Week is Amanda Gorman, because she delivered the poem, The Hill We Climb. Yes. Yes. And it was a very, very lovely poem. And I think everyone in the audience was emotionally moved. And she's only 22. And she's coming out with her first book next year, which, or this year, sorry, that has already been like number one Amazon yes. seller. Mm-hmm. 
top the best seller list on Amazon for pre-orders. What do we think, Ting? I believe Amanda wins. Yeah, I think that... I can't remember the title they gave her. They gave her a title um, as the first... Inauguration poet for the inauguration yes, or something. That, yeah, something like that. And I, yeah, I think so. I think it was just... Yeah. Um, I think it was... I think it was fitting because it was almost a sign of the times, you know. It's time of it's a sign of the we're moving forward and we're doing things differently and we're being you I also know, inclusive. How colourful everyone was today, including her. She had like a bright yellow dress. Yeah. On. Can we take a moment to appreciate? And we've seen the memes that went with this: the colour coordination of the women. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know my favourite one is if anyone follows the Jonas Brothers on Twitter, which I'm very sorry, but I do. Um, <laughs> Don't apologize. They for have that. they have the thing from their album cover in which Joe's wearing pink, um, Kevin's wearing purple, and Nick's wearing blue, and then they've lined up um, Michelle. <laughs> um, who was it? Michelle. Uh, Joe's wife, Joe's wife, and then Jill and Kamala in a row, and they just fit it so perfectly. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, th- I just love the fact that everyone has gloves of the same color as their coats. Yeah, and the brilliant. masks matching. As yes, well. and the masks matching, of course. But no, um, I Except think for Biden, who had a hospital mask and the the yes. mittens. Yes, oh, <laughs> but I love those mittens. They're from um, a. Um... Biden, you mean Bernie? Bernie, sorry. <laughs> they had a. They're from like a teacher who does really fancy. Like she does. Um, she knits for school supplies. No. That that was something of note. That quite a lot of them, them were wearing American-made. Um, things items of clothing like uh, jackets dresses um it, a lot of their outfits were all american designers who had made them in america they That's were pretty cool they were carrying that forward that which idea. is something the previous administration had continually mm. touched upon about bringing business back to america now more than ever especially yeah of course um of course let's refer to them oh that would piss him off the most let's refer to it from now on solely as the previous administration. I like We that. can never say the name. Done. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. That's fun. That's okay. From now on. Oh, so Kate, Tim, and Marty have a rule. Oh, sorry. Kate, Tim, and Joel, yeah. um, my, one of my favorite, I guess, shows. Um, yeah. Joel Preece. It's hard to say with Joel Preece. Have you got enough to Joel? Uh, a little. No, okay. I haven't. Because uh, I'm trying a while. To, yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm living in the past. Um, they have a thing where they are not allowed to mention the Kardashians at all. You cannot say the name. Should, so we do they that? should we do that family that we're not allowed to refer to? So we should call them the previous on. administration. Yes. The previous administration. Yes. I like it. Someone write that down so we don't forget that. Because that's a All rule. Right, that done. is a rule. And if you lose, you have to buy everyone a drink. Done. Done. Yeah. yeah. I will lose so much because I keep forgetting shit. But okay. Love it. The previous administration. Um, okay. All right. Love so it. Uh, let's let's what was, um let's continue on well, with our final segment of the week. Yes, what the quote. Now, I have the quote for last week. Excellent. Which was, if you do not remember, um, I have it written here, in fact, so that way I could say it again. It goes <laughs> a little bit something like this. Shit. I know shit's bad right now. With all the starving bullshit and the dust storms, and we're running out of fresh French fries and burrito coverings. Now, I understand everyone's, everyone's shit's all emotional right now, but I've got a three-point plan that's going to fix everything. That was from President Camacho from the film, Bianca. My favourite film ever, Idiocracy. Idiocracy, <laughs> a legendary film. So fitting for America for the last four years. It's just such a... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just such an image of it. Uh, it's fantastic. They're so accurate in everything that they say in that, that film, basically. Um, and President Camacho played by um, Terry Crews, of course. Drew, mm-hmm. do you have a quote for this week? I do have a quote for this week. And in keeping with being topical... This quote hopefully leads into something good into the future. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Of course, if you know what that is, make sure you reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or in person, Carrier Pigeon, anything like that. Let us know if you know what it is from and what is it from. Um, Next week now, everyone, just before we go, is a topic that I think we all hold dear to our hearts. Indeed. In some ways, good or bad, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's there. Reboots. No, you didn't see. I didn't say robots wrong. I said reboots. Reboots. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. So, what is the reboot of that? No. Anyway, just joking. <laughs> um. So anyway, join us for that oh, next yeah. week. Join us for that next week. Until then, 
Drew, I thank you for this week. Bianca, thank you. I thank you for this week. Thank you, Philip. Thank you very much. Bianca, we end the show by saying... Yep.